Everybody, this is Gratitude Unfiltered. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. It's good to see you guys tonight. Hope everyone had a great week. Um, it's been fun doing the show this week. Had two very interesting guests that um, were polar opposite. Uh, I think we had the first de debate. I don't even think it was a debate, but it was a conversation where there was like a back and forth, and there was a um, you know, there was, there was just dialogue going on and that necessarily there was a conversation where we didn't necessarily agree with each other. And, but at the same time, we didn't disagree that much. And it was just off just a little bit. There was just a difference, but it was fun having a healthy debate on the show. And I do like the debate. My problem is, and I, this has been become, uh, become aware of this of the last few weeks is that, you know, I'm, starting to get some negative feedback and a lot more of it. And, you know, and it's testing me or getting challenged on my beliefs and things like that. So when that happens, it's hard for me not to get a little bit riled up. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I'm learning that that takes a next, an extra level of grace it takes an extra level of, you know, patience and maybe even surrender. Um, but I'm telling you, it's just been, it's been interesting. I'm learning a lot about myself and patience and noticing how taking on a new kind of stress is and, and what kind of things that it brings up for me. And so it, I was talking to one of my friends about this and we're talking about, like today has been one of those days that I just, it's to say that I don't, I can't even, I don't even know where it came from, but there was just this, the, the spiritual attacks today and just trying to get at me and like little petty things about being 40 late minutes late to a meeting, um, like little stressors like that. And this, these little sneak attacks and then how the enemy can get to work in your brain. For instance, I'm talking to a friend today and kind of going through, you know, we're just having a conversation about a little bit about my past and like how I'm, you know, doing the things that I'm doing or some of the struggles that I still have and talking about talking about overcoming them. And it was interesting what that conversation brought up for me and how the enemy tried to use it in a way of screwing with me. And like, I realize that there's this part in my brain that when the enemy comes at me with these sexual triggers, the sexual and drug triggers, the way that he likes to get me, because that was a real issue for me. Sex and drugs, mixing them together was a, I didn't do one without the other. And it's interesting how the enemy will try to get you with in, in different ways, but all to get you to go back to that old vice. 
that you used to have. And it's, it's a real interesting feeling when you start getting the images and it feels like, man, that was a lot of fun. Like when I can utter the words, that was a lot of fun. Because my brain still sometimes believed that dark life was fun. Until I then am able to finally slow down enough to be able to dissect, okay, here are the, here's exactly the routine of how this is going to go downhill in a hurry and lead to all kinds of self-destruction. I am so grateful, truthfully, to be able to be at a place to be able to stop long enough to be able to see and recognize the pattern that will happen over the next four days if I decide to give in to that. But it's still a real terrifying thing that that initial part of the thought is, man, that seems like a great idea. That was a lot of fun. And it's, it's eye-opening for all the work that I do to try to grow and, and to heal and to, to overcome all of these, you know, the struggles of my past. And it's like, every time you get real salt on, you feel like you're on solid ground, you realize how fragile it can be, especially when I can utter the statement, this seems like a good idea. Yeah, that was fun. It's, it's terrifying and I and I and it's just interesting to me why my brain still looks at that or maybe that's just what the enemy is trying to teach me or tell me or trick me with but that initial thought is that seems like a great idea to go get no I wouldn't even need to go to tequila just go straight to the meth and party and go off on a sex and drug binge that lasts four days and every time it gets scarier and scarier. I know all of these things that happen after that. Like I, I, I'm fully aware of that, but I am also fully aware and in, in full respect of the fact that initially that thought is, it seems so amazing. As disgusting and sick as that sounds, that is the initial thought that gets planted in my mind until I'm able to go, no, 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 no. It's, it doesn't go away. And I'm, I'm convinced, like I am most grateful for my relationship with Christ. And I want to talk about that a little bit tonight too, because I got to discuss an issue that's really dear to my heart with two other pastors today. Hey, Kimberly, I got to discuss uh, a very important issue with two pastors today, and I and I feel really good about talking about it tonight. So I'm going to talk about it. But this, but I, I'm going back to the, the 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 slippery slope of a relapse. I'm horrified that the initial part of that thought is this is a good idea. And, and I'm convinced that even though you 
the more time that you even spend with God building your spiritual armor, yes, you are equipped to take on life much, much better. But it doesn't mean that the attacks go away. Or there's also a possibility that in some way, there's a part of me holding on to something from that world that I need to get rid of that I'm not aware of. That That's a possibility. And one of the things that came up in this conversation today, hey, Julian, one of the, conversa the things that came up in this conversation today with my friend, who's a brilliant writer, um, a mental health expert, having this conversation that I still, like, I, I talk about defeating borderline personality disorder. I know I did. But here's the thing. I still know that my dark passenger is, like, right here, always wanting to try to take over again, hence the meth and sex stuff from what I was talking about earlier. Because that's what I'm triggered with. I'll, the passenger's always there waiting for me to invite him back in. But I don't allow him back in. But here's the other thing. My dark passenger is very seductive because I will tell people that now that my dark passenger is not inside of me anymore, like he protects me now like he did when I was little. And I was told today that I can get rid of it, like for good. And I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Hi Sparrow, I'm talking about you. And I was told I could get rid of it. I didn't know that, but I've also had this kind of crutch and feeling with it that it protects me because it allows me to see who I need to watch out for. And I know the Holy Spirit does that same thing, but sometimes I feel like it, it, it allows me to sense out what I, you know, bad easier, but I don't know what it is. If that, that's true, if I'm hanging on to it, in some kind of unconscious way that I, I'd like to understand that. I would like to understand why I would be holding on to something I could get rid of, especially something so dark with the false illusionment that it's protecting me. Holy crap, if I can really get rid of this Sparrow, NLP, uh, no, I have not. What's a lie? I don't, what's a lie? Um, but if I can get rid of it, maybe I should do that. Because I gotta tell you something. Like, I've talked about spiritual attacks before, and half of the people that watch the show, they, they get it. Half is like, what the heck are you talking about, spiritual attacks? And I came to this conclusion. If you call yourself a Christian and you don't get spiritual attacks, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> you don't have enough of a relationship because I'm convinced they really come 
the more time you spend with God, which is kind of ironic. But they're wicked spiritual attacks, and they're unre. They're it almost feels schizophrenic, to be honest with you. And it's a horrifying feeling because they're so deceptive too. Like I'm curious, does anyone else? deal with this kind of stuff like who else deals with this that I need to teach you how to oh what's up hey what's up Lisa good to see you hi Teresa good to see you why should I there you go so okay I gotta get back to the comments now okay I'm curious about what your spiritual attacks are, if you want to play in this conversation or not. You don't have to. I, I, I would like to understand if anyone else deals with this and how the enemy gets to you. Does the enemy use your old vice as the way to taunt you and make it look pretty for you? Is that is that something that I felt like I was cursed? Yes, yes. It's so wild. Um. So I want to talk about something, and this always makes people uncomfortable. It's so funny because all the viewers go away when I start talking about this, but I want to talk about it. It matters to me because part of that, part of that trigger that I deal with with the drugs and sex, it's, 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 it's when I, what, it, the, the 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 drugs and sex thing, it the the, the who kind of loses its value. Um, what meth does to the brain, it, it is the demon's drug. Just imagine basically living, <laughs> here's, here's reality and here's the, you're not in reality. Everything is in reverse. It's basically like putting Satan inside your body and, and going to town. Meth is the most life-killing thing on the planet. And I'm I'm convinced it was created, like it was meant to remove your soul. It was meant to remove your soul, that's why it was designed. It has to be, because it's too specific at removing your soul and putting demons inside you. But part of that sex is, is sex with, that's where the, the the openness of my sexuality really, really came into play in a very promiscuous way. And, um, and use your imagination, it's probably all true. Probably, probably all true. I wouldn't, honestly, and here's the thing, if someone ever accused me of something or like said something, like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was true or not. I'd probably go, yeah, probably. That's how evil, that stuff is the fact that I couldn't tell you who I slept with when I was using meth. And when I'm saying four days of partying, well, yeah, it's all of it. It's evil. And to be, I want you to understand the level and the darkness of this drug but also 
why it's so important to talk about because without putting light on this dark, dark subject, here's the thing. I wasn't the only one that was doing it. And, and there's a lot of people that are stuck in this really sinister and dark world. It is, is every bit as disgusting and painful as you can even imagine. Yet at the same time, it's impossible to stop. The only thing I know in my experience in walking with Christ is when the enemy tries to come at me and derail me and to take me off of my path, it, 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 it comes at me with it, these lies and, and, and this disillusionment. And, and it, it comes at me in a way that is horrifying. I am so grateful for my relationship with Christ to be able to have the tools to fight it off. Yet at the same time, it still doesn't go away. So I'm saying all of this to say this. For all of the areas that I've healed, like I've, I've healed a lot of myself. The one thing that always remains is this thing around my sexuality. I know what my heart wants, and that is a committed, loving relationship with a woman and having a family. Like, I want a baby. I'm having baby fever so bad I can't stand it. I don't want that other side of me because I know what comes with it, yet it exists. I don't want it, yet it exists. So one of the things that I have always really been trying to be cautious and I've lightly mentioned it, but I haven't really gone specific on it. And that's my conversation about the LGBT community and why I talk so openly about my sexual identity issue or whatever the heck it's called. Like knowing that I physically, this is what I want. The, the desire of my heart is this, but I have this other thing that's just there. I don't want it there, but it's there. And so then I'm wondering how many other people go through the same thing, especially men or women that were molested when they were younger by somebody of the same sex. I know for a fact that it affects you. It affects you. It changes things for you. Yet not enough people are talking about it in a way. I think that if we don't start talking about the root of issues, if we don't start talking about the root of issues, we're never going to understand anything. If we look at everything at the surface level, you know, kind of like when we're looking at Instagram photographs, everything at a surface level, that's all we're seeing. Nothing is ever going to have any traction or movement or have any feel. There's never going to be a true understanding because surface level, who is that? We've got to get to the root of these things. So that's why I want to talk about this because there's a lot of people that are struggling. 
I'm, there's so many married people out there right now that they're sitting there feeling shame about their desire of or their attraction to somebody of the same sex or somebody or they're living a double life and cheating on their spouse with somebody of the same sex and then not telling them and putting them at risk and all of that stuff. It, these things are realities and the reality for Christians there. It's reality for Muslims, for atheists, for Buddhist, for Hindu, for Mormons. It's because we're all human beings and we all go through this stuff. But yet we're not talking about it in a, a, a really a welcoming accepting, wanting to understand kind of way. So a lot of us are living in shame and hiding us. And again, I don't, morally, I don't think it's right. But it doesn't, I don't want it. That's not, so it's not like it's natural to me in the sense that it's natural and it's part of me, but I don't want it. And it's there. How many other people feel that way? Yet they keep it inside and they don't talk about it. And so therefore they live in shame and they self-hate and they hurt themselves or even worse, they do drugs in secret. They do meth in secret and go off and are promiscuous with other people. And then live in shame even more. Further and further and further and further away from God you go. And I know this because everything I'm saying was me. I am disgusted by that life. I've, I'm so fortunate. I'm just going to talk about it. I've met the most amazing woman that loves Jesus as much as I do. It's coolest feeling ever. Don't worry, not running off and getting married <laughs> right now. <laughs> not, not happening. But it, it, it's amazing. Like, that's like, I want genuine, godly, Christ centered, Christ focused love and a family. And I want a kingdom minded family. And that's what I'm going to have. That other part of me is a distraction to the life I want. And I don't want it, but it's there. So I'm going to talk about it. I don't need to be fixed. I don't need to be nothing. I'm going to talk about it. Because I know firsthand, I, when I gave my testimony video, it's just called Going Deeper. You can Google it. Um, you can, it's on, it's, it's, it, you can Google it. You'll find the platform you love. It's there. It's, I, I lost my train of thought. I want, I want people to, I, oh, I know what it was. I was going to say suicides. I know my, one of my dad's friends, son committed suicide because of of his shame over being bisexual rick warren's son killed himself because he was gay basically the shame from that there's so many people that are doing it 
and they're living in shame and they don't have to because the truth is that Jesus loves you. Just I'm going to support the LGBT community flat out. Trying to tell somebody they're wrong for who they love, first of all, like whether it's a sin or not, coming at anyone from a place of, 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 of judgment, you don't know. Like you don't understand for people that are molested, and I don't know if it's before or not, but for people that are molested, it changes your brain. It changes everything. So if you don't know what that's like to sit there in a place of judgment towards people that are confused identity, they don't know if they're bi, to judge them is just so wrong. Because what if they just don't want it, but that's it for them? And think about that daily fight and struggle of trying to like, they don't want that. Some do, or they're happy, and they and, and, and but I know a lot of people live in shame. So, I was able to talk to two ministers today, and it was so cool to actually be able to have this conversation that I'm having with you right now, and it inspired me to talk about this because it's all my heart, and. You know, there's there's a lot of intolerance and there's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of that stuff. And, you know, the one thing that I've learned the, the most through my relationship with Christ and the more that I seek him is it always really just comes down to love. It, it, it's love. And there's just so many different levels to that. But it's love and truth and kindness and, and, and a genuine wanting to just, a genuine care, a sense of purpose. So I'm going to be one of those Christians, one of those people that loves Jesus, that supports the LGBT community. Just like I'm going to support the HIV community. I'm going to support, you know, sexual abuse. Well, abuse of all kinds. You know, I, I, there's a lot of causes that are deeply personal to me because I've dealt with them. You know, I, um, you know, I've shared multiple times on the show that like, I, I'm not, I haven't financially made it. I'm blessed. Like I live, I'm God in my life. I live in complete reliance on the Lord, period. Like, I don't, I don't. Because when I quit doing that, <laughs> things go the wrong way. Um, anyway, I'm getting off track, but I just, I'm going to support these causes and I, 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 and especially these communities because that I was just talking about, because we all need to feel love and none of us are going to ever feel comfortable stepping into a place of authenticity and truth if we're not opening our arms with love. So, yeah. So I'm not going to really talk about hidden insecurities, but 
it is funny how I, I wanted to talk about that, but I'm just kind of like done talking now. You know, I, I think the relapse stuff, you know, I am so blessed to be able to. It's like some of you, if you've ever talked to me on the phone, like one time you I'm kind of the same way I am on the show. When we talk, I don't I'm this is just me all the time. I don't really change <laughs> when I'm not doing the show, except, you know, I'm not dancing you know, all day long, just 15 minutes before the show. But anyway, all right, I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm tired. And um, I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for um, you supporting this. And I'm grateful for being able to come on here and talk about these issues because this is a major form of therapy for me. And I, it, it, being able to talk about this stuff and bring light to it, like I know it may, there's people that could help, but you know, it has a huge, like ha feeling safe to do this. It, it only comes from y'all's support. Like, so you guys have always been so supportive and so cool. Um, you know, obviously there's a few haters, uh, but that's okay. Um, but you guys support and love and always creating a space of just like, hey, acceptance. And, you know, and you guys you start networking and empower, you know, you, you guys are all, you know, networking and being friends and supporting each other and helping each other. I mean, I think that's really cool. And you guys always made that, you guys have always made that possible. But me feeling safe to be able to talk about this is keeping me safe um, because I don't want to go back to that old life you know, at all. I just want to, I just want to be like, I don't want to be normal. I'm not normal at all. But, you know, I just want to be happy. I want to be like, yeah, I'm in love. I have a wife. I have a baby on the way. My daughter, my twins. Down, cool stepkids too. Like I want a family. One of those things. And you know, that's my greatest fear. And I'm I preach on the show all the time. Like we get we get to face those fears. And we get to win. You know, we get to overcome them. And we get to do that. Like it's I do know this in Christ, those giants we face, we're guaranteed to win. Like we're it's it's part of it. And by doing that, it allows you to step into your greatness and it allows you and it gives you like you're prepared to receive what you prayed for. That's what that offers for you to learn from, for you to grow, to equip you. And having that, I think is amazing. But my biggest fear is having a family and being a good husband. Because I've never been a good boyfriend. I've never been a good husband. And that's what I've enjoyed the most about the last, man, it's been six months now. I'm so bad with time. I think six months that I've been in isolation and, you know, just spending time with God and trying to learn and grow and really heal and start to, you know, realize what I get to work on, what I'm struggling with and 
what I get to overcome and, you know, what I get to accept. You know, I don't, but it's been a blessing. And I, and I know that God, you know, is using that time to, and is using this time to prepare me. And I know I'm not done yet. I still have more work to do. But that's kind of fun because it gives you something to look forward to. And the one thing I will say, you know, people that are in there further into their, um, their journey, you know, with God or the, whatever, let's just say whatever path that you're on. And you're, 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 you're pretty high on that journey. You get to a certain point where you start to understand that, okay, yeah, I'm going to have a challenge here. I just had a victory, so now a challenge is going to come. Or, you know, like it's, it's just how it works. But you come into complete acceptance of that, understanding that it's for you to overcome, for you to have victory over. You get to win. And you just keep on going. And you just go on confidence. And, yeah, sometimes you're tired. Important to rest. Why it's so important to take time to spend time with God and just kind of just let stuff go. Because you're more powerful out of a place of rest than you are any other way. This, this again, I'm not trying to make fun of 10x. It just so it just fits perfect. This 10x in your life, you know, just what that conjures up in your mind. You know, I don't think it really works that way. Because I think if you're 10xing everything, it's you can't be excellent in family and, and, and business. And I mean, I, I and, and just you can't like I, I think that you have to really go, I'm going to 100 percent give this to God and I'm going to, we're going to put everything ahead of this. I'm going to put God above my work. I'm going to put God above my show. I'm going to put God above my, my marriage, my, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, all of it. Let's put him first. And I think that seems to, but to do that, you have to slow down enough to surrender, to be able to, you can't like give it to him while you're running. You got to like stop and go, all right, you got to get present with God. So he knows you're serious. Just going to get present. Not distracted, not on your phone, not, okay, God, saddle up, let's go, pull up a seat, let's talk. It's not like that. Get present with God and give him the respect he deserves. And then surrender it. And then things will just start to like unfold and open up and your path. It's just going to be directed. If you always start with that, it's a powerful place to be. And I don't know where that rant just came from. Okay. 10 X is a mindset. I know I just, it's fun for me to say, and I'm not trying to offend anybody about the 10 X thing. It's just for me, it's, I'm thinking like 10 X your life. I'm a very professional, like I'm thinking like professional wrestling, uh, announcing, like that's the image it conjures up to me. Yeah. Clear message from higher power today. I'm reaching out this weekend. Well, good. Yes. I think I have the same fear of measuring up, but I have to let it go. Yes. Six months for me too. Amazing. I'm resonating a lot. Not done yet. Yes. Kind of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for creating more truth for us to drop in on. I'm loving what's flowing here. 
I'm so disorganized too. So thank you for that compliment. I've kind of bounced around, but I'm not prepared. But again, going back to this show keeps me safe sometimes. I wasn't real sure what kind of mood I was in. And so I just go, you know what? I'm going to come on here. So even if I make a disaster out of this, at least it kept me safe. Because <laughs> now I'm out of my head, right? I need someone to talk to every once in a while. Thank you, Sparrow. Uh, yeah, man, Sam, good to see you, brother. Yes. Hey, Australia, what's up? Are you in a bathing? Is, is that snow where you're at? Uh, my brain has been badly altered just trying to maneuver it. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Send you lots of love. Message me if you ever want to learn how to release common emotions trapped in your body. Whew, I don't know about that. That kind of stuff makes me nervous. Um, I'll read about it and pray about it too. Slow down, yes. Get present with God and give yourself the respect you deserve. Ah, that's wonderful. How'd you get emojis on here? That's cool. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what you guys think. We kind of like talked about a lot of random stuff, but I really wanted to talk about that because that's real for me. I mean, it really is. And I haven't really talked about it the way I should have. And, you know, I try to cover some bases when I gave my testimony, which is the uh, going deeper video and Google it. Um, but I really wanted to understand that because I or talk about that with you know the LGBT stuff because I don't know I just think I have a I have a different point of view on it yet I know other people probably have that point of view but they're afraid to talk about it so you would never know that they had the same point of view but I really feel like the perspective that I'm coming from about it is got to like hit home for somebody because again when you live in that shadow world you see other people in the shadows that you recognize at some point again in your life. You don't, in the shadow world, you don't just randomly even encounter those people. And they show back up in your life, whether you want them, them to or not. Uh, how'd you get the comments to show on the screen? Oh, StreamYard. I really like StreamYard, no lie. I like their customer service is great. Um, I like them. I I, I'm very, very happy with them. I'm also really, really, really happy with Benj. Um, Benj has been terrific, um, the, which is the streaming platform. It's the channel that this shows on, on the streaming platforms. And it is like their customer service is over the top. I love working with them. I'm really excited about some of the things that can be done and just Great, 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 great companies. So StreamYard, to answer your question. The conversation about shame is deep. It should be discussed to process it and overcome it. I agree. And being able to talk about it also kind of helps it lose its power. It, and it talking about it, and it's not like one of these conversations, well, I guess in my case, I'm doing it because I'm talking about it publicly, but I don't see encounter many people throughout the day unless I'm at the gym. And that's not a conversation you have at the gym. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's bad enough that it's in West Hollywood. That's a whole other thing. And it's only if you are from in LA would you get that joke. But anyway. Whew. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Anyway, thank you. So, yeah, that show was all over the place, but that's sometimes what happens. And when you don't prepare, then <laughs> this happens. But it was all my heart. And I meant everything I said. And I won't apologize for anything I said. And straight up, Jesus loves you. Whether you want to believe it or not, Jesus loves you. Exactly the way you are. And the coolest thing ever that I've learned about Jesus in my relationship with him is that all of the things that have hurt me, self-inflicted or not, all of the things that were disappointments, heartbreaks, spiritual attacks, all of it, because of my relationship with him, has been used to bring me joy. It's been used to bring me joy. That came through a relationship with Christ. That's kind of amazing to me. It's amazing to have the opportunity to be able to speak with confidence, with certainty, with no shame about all of my ugly past. I'm not glorifying anything. And if, that, if anyone ever got that impression, Lord, no. But the fact that I can talk about these issues that need to be discussed, because I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Again, I saw a lot of people in the shadows that I see out here. To have the opportunity to use all of that dark and that hurt and that heartbreak for joy and to make a contribution to the world is such a God thing to do. Relationship with Jesus is for all of those people hurting and suffering. And maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're afraid to tell a friend what you're struggling with. Maybe you're afraid to even tell your counselor because you're used to lying and manipulating your counselors. Maybe you can't tell anybody what you're going through that you know. But I do know one thing. You can talk to Jesus about it. It's a wonderful way to start a conversation with him. Even in my struggles that I inevitably, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I still fight. I fight them with better weapons now. But even with that, when I think back about what Christ did in my life, in the jail cell. Like, and how my life is different. The joy that I get to feel now, 
I have friends. I mean, I do have friends. Like I, and I love people and I know what love is and I love myself and I'm, I'm have a, you know, I have a relationship with my daughter. I have like, like good things are happening in my life and, and I'm, you know, financially things are about to turn around for me. Uh, like there's just amazing things happening and it all came first because God spared my life multiple times, but then with Christ and his understanding what the full understanding of what Christ did and it did for us and can do through us and to us. It's so amazing because I know what a piece of crap I was. A disgusting piece of crap. And, you know, I think I don't like these holidays for religious things. Because all I can, I don't give a crap about the stupid Easter bunny. Like, I just think about what Christ did. For me, for you. And the fact that I was able just to simply accept that. And then just start to give everything to him. Um, the freedom the joy the happiness life is even when like, life doesn't get easier but like you just handle challenges better having purpose that's just so much bigger than you me bigger than me but like to have that because of him god it just didn't you know i gotta be honest with you like this whole concept of like this dude you know dying on a cross and being resurrected i'm like you know that it just didn't make sense to me really like even after accepting Christ and believing it, it was still hard to wrap my head around. But the more I've started reading the Bible and like really, really reading it and really spending time with God, the more it becomes so real and, and to understand why he took the pain on the way he did. And here's the thing, for people that don't believe in Jesus, you need to understand one thing. It is a historical fact that Jesus died on the cross and was brutally beaten. The way that it's documented, atheist historians, will that, that is proven fact. The fact that a man would do that because he loved us, that in itself is worth worshiping to me. But understanding just what the Holy Spirit is and just what it can do in your life and what that relationship can do and what it can, what it can turn, how it can turn pain and in, in just misery and disgust, how it can shift all of that and, 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 and give you purpose and give you this joy. Every day is a good day, even when it's bad, because we know, we, we know in our hearts, we don't even believe it, we know in our hearts that the suffering we are going to and what it's molding us, what it's, how it's shaping us, is the best thing too about Christ is knowing that no matter what you're going through, it is molding you for something to be used for something so freaking amazing that you couldn't have even dreamed about it.
that is true. And you really start to understand it the more time you spend the Bible. And I got to tell you something. It's, it's, it's like you got to just kind of do it. And you got to talk to the Bible and you got to talk to God before you do it, because it's not one of those things. It's not real easy just to pick up and start reading it. And then it makes sense. Like, I got to be honest with you. It's a little frustrating sometimes. It is. <laughs> like it just is. And I'm, I have a hard enough time reading as it is. But the more time you spend with it, the more it starts to open up, the more it starts to make sense. And it's like, wow. If he can change my life, he can change yours. And here's the thing. Anyone that's known me for the last, you know, however long in my life, I haven't even changed that much. I mean, my heart's changed and I'm not angry. And I'm not pissed off and I'm not doing drugs. And I'm not like that stuff has changed. But I mean, you know, like I'm still me. Just better. And, 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 and joyful. It, and, it, and if somebody could have explained to me a long time ago that this relationship with Jesus is not what the religion, it's not religion. And it's a personal relationship. It's not what someone's telling you. It's not what you're hearing from the pulpit when someone is telling you what this is, what the interpretation is, because the fact is you could go hear it six different ways. The only way for it to be true to you, the way that I understand it and know it to be, is you just getting alone and reading your Bible and having a conversation with God, writing stuff down and letting him walk you through it. Because I know when I try to do it, um, I, it's tough, but it's going to get real frustrating when I, I always try to end the show 20 minutes ago and I'm still talking. It's real frustrating when you try to come at the Bible and read it like it's a James Patterson novel. It just doesn't, it's not that book. It's a magic book. It's a magic book. Yeah, pretty much. It's amazing. And I wish I understood it more than I did, but what I do understand about it, I'm loving. I am. Um, very encouraging. I'm emotional this weekend, too. Spending five days with God to lean into pain and shift it. Yes, thank you. We know the suffering is for a purpose. Yes, for sure. Freaking amazing. <laughs> I love that. I'm fortunate to know you after you know Jesus. Yeah, I was a monster. Oh, my gosh. Um, we have... All faults, bad thoughts, and memories in all different areas. We choose to let them crush us or allow God to take the pain away once and for all to start to live in. Bro, you always drop so much wisdom, saying, Well, thank you, my friend. Um, who else? Oh, I like to say it's not a religion, it's a daily reality you experience in all things more each day. Wow. I feel I need a hug. My angel's communication's coming through. I am that I am. Very nice. Um, what? Is there something else I wanted to talk about? <laughs> I think I've dumped everything. There was something else that was kind of fun. Oh, well. <sighs> oh, so you guys can check us out on the Binge Networks. That's not what I was going to share. But if you have a... Amazon Fire, Roku, or Apple TV, you can uh, go to the Binge app, 
or the binge channel and you can find the show, which is kind of fun. So hello to this audience or that audience, man, this was a, this was a train wreck. I'm never, I'm never really comfortable about the sexuality stuff because I'm sure it makes my mom just go, Oh God. Oh my God. Uh, but I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but I'm never really comfortable talking about it. And I think I know why. And I think I solved it tonight because I always like surface over it. And even when I gave my testimony video, like, you know, I, I wasn't as explicit as it was tonight and I'm not glamorizing any of it. There was none of that, but I needed to step into that fear. Oh, and the other fear that I was talking about. Yeah. This work I've been doing, like, I know it's preparing me to become that that family man and the the, the king for the kingdom. Like I, I believe that that's what God's preparing me for. And so I want to have a kingdom-seeking family, kingdom-serving, kingdom-building. That's a, that, that matters to me. And again, like I believe in what this relationship with Jesus is for us because I know what it did for me. And I knew, and, and if I know that I, maybe I wouldn't have understood it then, but when people say relationship with Jesus, it really is a relationship. It, it is like talking to an imaginary friend, but he's really there. It's the best way I can explain it. And man, like reading the Bible every once in a while, there's like a verse or a passage that just hits you right in the soul. And it's like, that's your marching order for the day. There's a piece of wisdom that I needed you to see. It's amazing how that works. So yeah, I'm talking about Jesus too. So crazy to think that the whole process of like sending your son to earth to be a human and have to just like be just know that you're gifted and amazing and you have all of these you're, you're just destined for wonders but at the same time knowing that you're going to die this horrific death and the whole time he did it it's because he loved us and wanted us to have a better life, to have a freedom from the bondage of self. That's so radical. I mean, he didn't know any of us, <laughs> yet he, I mean, that's not true. He knows us. But it's just, it's so unreal. And I would have never believed it. I would have never believed it until that moment in jail. It's just changed my life.
and I wish everyone could see it and experience it. Especially those people that are just suffering in silence. You too, Vanessa, thank you. It seems crazy a book would speak to you, but the heart of God pierces ours and we can feel it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the people that are suffering the most in silence. And here's the thing. You don't even have to raise your hand because obviously you know who you are. The, the secrets you're holding on to, the... the lies you're telling yourself, the lie that you're living. It's so, it's so exhausting doing that. But yet in that moment, all you feel, all you can do is feel like you, all you feel like is I just have to run. I just have to keep running. That's what you tell yourself. You can't bear the pain. So you got to do more. feel like there's no way out and the truth is there is a way out so even if you are afraid to talk to a friend a loved one your spouse if even if you're afraid to share your truth with them I would like to encourage you to at least acknowledge God and then share it Share it with him. Share it with Jesus. Let him know. It's the ultimate freedom. Then so much peace. And if, you know, some of you have no clue who I am. Some of you have known me for a little bit. Um, but those of you that knew me, before it's a beautiful testimony of what Christ can do in your life. Have a good weekend.